0: SFVR yeah listeners and welcome to Backlist to the Future. Yes! Our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every 2 weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Shrewful Williams, recording on December 16th, and today I'm talking about my backlist. I've been wanting to read these forever holiday break reads. But before I tell you about those, I'm going to talk about our sponsor, which is TBR Tailored Book Recommendations, the perfect last minute gift for the readers in your life. We all feel that last minute gift vibe. Is your favorite book lover hard to shop for or are you running out of time to shop at all? give the gift of TBR, Book Riot subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes, which you can schedule to show up in your loved one's inbox on whatever day you'd like. Choose from plans that allow your loved one to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email as a one-time gift or year-long subscription, and sit back while our bibliologists do the rest. When your recipient redeems their gift, they'll complete a profile to tell TBR about their reading preferences and what they're looking for, and they can even connect their Goodreads account. Then we'll match them up with a bibliologist who will handpick recommendations just for them. Gifts start at just $16, so there's an option for every budget. TBR is produced in partnership with Print, a bookstore in Portland, Maine, so when you treat someone's shelf, you're supporting an indie too. Visit mytbr.co slash gift to sign up today. That's mytbr.co slash gift. All right. So it's almost the holidays and I find myself in a rather rare position. It's been a really, really long time since I had the time and opportunity to read whatever I wanted just for fun during the holidays. And I have a week off coming up and I'm sure it's going to include a lot of downtime, you know. And I don't have any big reading assignments. So I thought long and hard about what I'd keep on hand and decided to choose some books that I've been dying to read, but have had to sit on the shelf because, you know, obligations got in the way, all sorts of things. And because my love for physical books was very recently renewed, as I mentioned in the previous episode of SFF, yeah. Uh, with Jen, I'm reading both of these books in paperback rather than my usual format audiobooks. So I'm really excited about this. So anyway, on to my picks. So for my science fiction book, I chose a title people have been praising for what seems like ages now. I chose Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel, and I bought this book at Powell's a really long time ago and i've done nothing more than basically admire its cover ever since i've i've probably taken more pictures of it um than even words I've read in the book I think I might have flipped open to the first page and read like the first sentence as one does but you know station 11 I think though speaks to the thespian in me because it follows this band of actors except the setting is a post-apocalyptic world so civilization has fallen and we are in the Great Lakes area not an area I have visited in real life but interesting to see it in fiction. So the book's description is kind of giving me Meg Howery's The Wanderers vibes in that it shifts back and forth in time to reveal the past and future of one Hollywood star who dies on stage during a performance of King Lear. And I love this sort of setup because often this sort of post-apocalyptic story can get a little cumbersome, I think, in terms of tone and gravity. Whereas going back in time, pre-collapse of civilization might give what would otherwise be kind of a bleak story some room to breathe. And I suppose in The Wanderers, actually, the claustrophobia of this main storyline where a bunch of people are stuck in a simulation is given room by this the perspectives of their families, the families of the people stuck in the simulation, living on the outside. But you get what I mean. With like the shifting perspective, whether it's time or people, it takes us away. gives us an escape from this kind of daunting and miserable affair. So the reason I chose this is not just because I've heard so many good things about it and not also just because the release of Mandel's newest book, The Glass Hotel, this year reminded me to pick up her previous book, but also because I love a theater troupe story, especially when there's this sort of Shakespeare tie-in. And this story follows five people who are associated with this nomadic theater troupe called the Traveling Symphony. And you've got the Hollywood actor, you've also got the man who tried to save him, the actor's first wife, his best friend, and then this young woman who works with a troupe and is in some kind of danger. And it's this cast of characters and a story about a cast of characters, which is fun. And I can't remember the last time I read a book about the stage, even though that sounds so deeply in my wheelhouse. I'm really looking forward to catching up with the rest of the world and reading this book. And I really needed something engaging and unique to keep my attention, since I'm I'm sure I'll try to distract myself with you know, random errands and chores over the break, as well as something with mood was something I was looking for, because that's what seems to keep me reading right now. So again, I've been talking about Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. Next up, I've got a classic that I kind of can't believe I've never read. And I've always been kind of, you know, embarrassed in a way in a weird way that i've never read but it's time to fix that so my fantasy pick is mama day by gloria naylor if gloria naylor's name sounds familiar it's probably because she's the prolific writer who gave us the brewster place books among many many others and also i promise i did not do this on purpose but this book also has a shakespeare tie-in So this one is loosely based on or maybe even just inspired by The Tempest, which happens to be one of my favorites, thanks to this really weird adaptation of The Tempest that appeared on that 90s show. I don't know if anybody remembers Shakespeare, The Animated Tales, but wow, that was a weird one. But as a kid, I was fascinated with the story of The Tempest, so even more reason to disbelieve that I have not picked up this book yet. And I wanted to read it because it's one of those classics of fantasy that comes up rarely enough that I feel it needs some renewed attention maybe. But when a rare person does bring it up, they're all heart eyes. So I feel like this is going to be a good one. Like I love a beloved under the radar read and this one's, I don't even know if I could call it under the radar. I'm sure its its it was or has been very popular, but I don't have a, a good read on that. But this one's set in a region I don't read about enough. It's set off the Georgia coast and on this... I believe it, yeah, fictional island of Willow Springs. So, this is where Mama Day lives. And Mama Day is a powerful healer with a domestic problem in the form of her great niece Coco, who's love struck and in need of a certain kind of education, courtesy of Mama Day, of course. I love a generational saga. And when fabulism is involved, yes, please. I can tell that this book is going to give me that mood I was talking about earlier, which I don't know how to describe, but it's that sort of heady feeling you get when the atmosphere is just right. And that atmosphere could be provided by a cloistered village, you know, surrounded by a dark wood or a humid island where myth and history and African-American tradition reside. So The book is also partially set in New York and I'm really curious about how those two worlds, one inhabited by Coco and one by Mama Day will collide or clash because something tells me you don't mess with a healer named Mama Day or this island. I am endlessly fascinated by family dynamics. I love family drama. It's my weakness. I don't love it in my life. I love it in my stories. I love auntie stories. And there's something especially interesting about the aunt and niece dynamic. We tend to get more stories about, you know, mothers and daughters and grandmothers and granddaughters. So it's pretty cool to get a story about great aunties and great nieces. And in my mind, I suppose a great aunt is less likely to give in to the younger generation and be kind of precious with them. But I look forward to figuring out the difference by reading this classic. So again, I've been talking about Mama Day by Gloria Naylor. And that's it for this episode. SFF Yeah is sound edited by D.R. Baker. Many thanks to them for making us sound great each and every episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can email us at sffyat at bookriot.com. If you have a moment, please review us on Apple Podcasts because it helps people find us. You can find me online on Instagram at Szyna Williams. That's S-Z-A-I-N-A-B Williams. And I hope you all have a great holiday and that you get some wonderful downtime with some wonderful books.